TCTAR's World of Gaelic Games. Hello and welcome to TC Tower's World of Gaelic Games on Monday the 4th of December. Our last few shows of 2023 are upon us. Where has the year gone? Thanks to Frank Tyne for an excellent edition of Kilkenny today and Frank will be back again on Wednesday for the Kilkenny People Review and everything else that's ongoing in Kilkenny. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be looking back at a hugely successful weekend for Kilkenny clubs where Lachlan Gales added their third Leinster club title. Dixborough Senior Camogie team qualified for the All-Ireland Club Final and we'll be looking back at all the under-21 action and I'll be running down through all the handball news. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Text us in on our taxback.com line and 086 353 That's a Clune Tech company or you can phone us in on 56 or you can message us on WhatsApp on 87 887 Now to start the show, we're delighted to be joined on the line by Fran Grinstall. Good evening, Fran. Hey, Kieran, how are you? Not too bad, Fran. You're in uh, night eight of um, your fundraising for Koshnor. How are things going? Yeah, um, I'm going to finance, Chair. Don't be making a shot. When I see now, yeah, seven. I've five more to go tonight and four more. So it's not too bad. I have to have the back broken it anyway. We're going to finance, yeah. Good old crowd turning up for me down there as well, down beside the water gate. So it's, it's interesting, like. Good old crack. Yeah, and I suppose, friend, that probably helps it too, you know, it makes the, the hour go quicker there when you're, you have people to talk to and, you know, you're having a bit of yeah, well, it, in the gallery. Yeah, well, it's, it's not that you're on, like, uh, yeah, it is, it is different. And um, it, it's an hour and a half to put in, we say, as well, kicking the ball or whatever, but it's, 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 it's fine. But when people, Sunday is a horrendous night, like, to get over. Um, whatever makes it, probably home all day or whatever, and then you go in. So Sunday's hard, so I was glad there was so many turned up last night now. It was good. A lot of young lads as well. St. John's turned up the other night. I think Armand Biller are coming this week to me. Um, the boys have come down for a mess around like and that. The location is, is great. The council cleared tables for me there, which is great. Down, you know the area just beside the water, opposite uh, the pump house? Yeah, down there, Just yeah. there. And it's fantastic this year in that the water gate brought out electricity for me. So I know Nicky Brennan had something to do with that and Joanna. Brilliant. Great. I have to go down and plug in lights. It just makes it much easier. Um, there's no, no uh, what's called generator around there, so it's lovely. So it's going well. I think we should be at 15 tomorrow night, you know. I'd expect, I think we've got 15,000 tomorrow night. And then it's the last push, kind of, then to see what I can gather in. And then it usually comes in for a week after that again. So, but it's much different this year. Twice this year, you'd see it, Kieran. You'd feel the money is not there, you know. Um, but it's an unbelievable cause. Any it chips? Really is. Any chips and burgers? <laughs> no, that's Friday night. We have another party for Friday night. Pat. <laughs> Back to normality, like eating all the wrong stuff. You know, all right. wonderful. <laughs> had a great visit there. Had a great visit, Pat. Seriously, the other, the other night there, because you will get fed up. You know, it's cold. Like, of course, yeah. And um, a girl came in. A girl came in there and uh, with her child and her husband, and she's uh, she's the user of the services in Kushnoor. Um, Aaron is her first name, and she and she said thanks uh, for doing it, right, which is was lov- lovely. So, wh- however bad you be feeling, and whatever is wrong with you, I have an old dose on me there for the last couple of weeks. However bad you be, at least you know it'll come to an end. And you don't know what cancer will, what way it'll be, you know. So it's it's wonderful to meet her. So it is. It's, it's for a cause that affects us all, Pat. You know, it can affect every family. Mm. Well, uh, if you didn't hear this evening, tune in to Kilkenny today in the morning and you'll hear a great story. Uh, it was on there earlier and it's just abs- it's just unbelievable story. And uh, about, about, about somebody, is it? Yeah, child with cancer. 
Yeah, like you'd have to. You, hey, Pat, there's three Kieran, yourself and yourself were talking there, and there's a load of people listening as well that haven't experienced the fright of being told, "Hey, you're in bother." So, so at least I know I'm finishing on Friday night, and I know that's it, like for another year or whatever. Um, but uh, I, I'm, I, you're not, you're not getting the word from a doctor saying you're in trouble, you know. So mm. I'm glad to do it, Pat. And I know I'm painful contacting people. I know it's terrible. Jesus, would he ever torment somebody else? Like, but sure, we do it, and it gets in a few pound, and it helps somebody get counselling. You know, I yeah. say affected that. Uh, Fran, how can they get money to you? Well, there's a load of people uh, WhatsApp me with this. You know, this Revolut, I don't have a Revolut card, but I get this text that someone wants to Revolut me, and I give it to David, and he gets it in and puts it in with their name on the thing. Or you can go on, on to iDonate. It doesn't cost anything. You don't have to give iDonate money. Um, and um, you can do that with, with, or you can drop in a couple of lovely letters today let in Pat into the office there with um, from from old people older people on envelopes with 20 quids in them like Jenny you know what I mean it's brilliant yeah so that end is fine like, I, I don't know I don't know what we'll do Pat you never know when you start off and like when you do something on your own Pat it's different than a club doing it of course yeah yeah well, there's nowhere to hide, to be honest no, with you. you know, no, kind of, no. If it doesn't work out, it's me that doesn't work it out. So it's kind of is nervous every time when you start off at €100. Euro. I think we're at about 14000 now, maybe. Yeah. And tomorrow, I know, I have to get it to 15 part by tomorrow night to have a chance. Like, right. So that's where I am. I know that sounds mental to you. We said I'm setting a target on myself, but mm. that's just how I am. Like, and, right. and I'll be trying to get to 14 by tomorrow night. So I, I'm not sure exactly where we are, but I'd hope to be at that thing. Okay. Right, Frank. But you're very decent, Pat. Do you know that, Pat? You're decent. <laughs> well, you're very decent to me, because I know this is a GA programme, <laughs> and you're very decent to me to give me the opportunity to try and get in ah, no, to two is, pounds. But you're doing it for Cushnor. Yeah, exactly. And Dickie Brennan get me the electricity and, as well. Yeah, and it's for community radio. That's where we're about. Yeah, well... Yeah. I, I think we probably should remember that. I miss it as well. I missed the crack with you, Pat, of a tourist without tormenting here on there. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, so I'm... Let you know how we get on. Great, I'm still in therapy. I know we've uh, interrupted your... <laughs> I know you've interrupted <laughs> interrupted your warm-up, so... <laughs> so I'm actually getting togged out, Pat. I'm in the dressing room getting togged out. Okay. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Thanks, Fran. All the best. Hey, thanks. See you, Kieran. Bye-bye. Thanks, Fran. Bye-bye. And that was Frank Grinsel Jane was there before he goes out and uh, goes through his usual kicking the ball off the wall for an hour and a half. So yeah. It's, it's, I was just saying to Nicky as both of us were getting out of the car, it's freezing out there, so yeah. I don't envy him. Um, Nicky, you were up in Ashburn on uh, Saturday and a uh, brilliant result for Dixborough. Yeah, very good result, Kieran. Uh, they were under the cosh a bit in the first half. And they, certainly the um, Lockheel Shamrocks players were... They had got to the final last year and gave a very good account of themselves, just nearly beaten by Sarsfields of Galway. And they played very well. They had a corner forward... Um, Catherine Dobbin was her name or, and she was really uh, elusive she was her touch her control everything about her game was fantastic she landed 1-3 in the first half that was the contributor to the 5 point lead Roisin McCormick was uh, the Antrim player was going uh, very well but their whole touch their, 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 their skill level was very high and it needed something big from uh, Dixborough in the second half and in fairness I'd say within uh, I think it was within 6 minutes um, 
five and a half minutes to be precise they had scored a goal through Ashley McCarty a point through Ashley McCarty and uh, Aoife Prendergast uh, free so they had it level within five minutes now having said that the next 15 minutes were quite uh, uh, there was no great scores as both defences were pretty much on top and uh, looked up to the 26 minute it was still anybody's game it was level in the 26 minute after uh, Jenny Clifford had pointed and uh, anything, anything could have happened at that stage uh, so it was, a, it was a great win for the Borough the, 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 fight, the margin at the end flattered them a bit but it was a top class game of Camogie you played in a very good conditions I must say the pitch was in great shape and uh, really high standard on both sides and uh, you know the, the Borough really dug deep now they saw it, it was the, the second half was the best I've seen the playing in terms of their teamwork their defensive their defensive duties were very well att- um, Jane Cass really took charge in the second half in the, against Catherine Dobbin thought Tara Clifford was very strong Kira Field no all the backs played well I suppose unfair to pick out any of them but uh, obviously Ashley McCarry um, with the two goals was key but a very high standard now and um, but with, with three or four minutes left to go I have to say it looked like it was going to be extra time yes and um Look, a brilliant result, Nicky, and now the All-Ireland final on Sunday the 17th at 5.15 throwing. Yeah, kind of a stupid, funny time on a Sunday evening, but then I'm uh, nothing surprises me when it comes to when Camogie fixtures are put on anyway. You know, it seems like a rather stupid time. Yeah, especially... But however, look, it's Croke Park, it'll be under lights in Croke Park, it'll be a great occasion for the girls. No, I'd give them a right good chance, I mean, obviously, Sarsfield, I think they're going for three in a row, Pat, three in a row, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say it's nearly four and five years. That it could be, yeah. yeah. And I look, they're the team... Yeah, did Owler beat them? Owler beat them one year. Yeah, yeah. Mm. they're the team yeah. to beat here, all right, uh, there's no question about it. Uh, they'll be, they, they won't be easily beaten. But look, at Paris of the Borough, they've created history by getting this far and uh, they're not without a chance that's one sure thing yeah and Pat Andy says that most Mondays here you know coming up to the county final he was saying you know it comes down to one thing hunger and yeah. you know Dixborough will have the hunger going into that final and you know Sarsfields like you said on the road a long time probably four and five and you know like it's hard to an up and coming young team coming in there with no fear could be a tricky one for Sarsfields yeah they're powered by the McGraths mm. you know uh, Hoppers uh, Daughters and, and that and they're very good and uh, they've been a very good team but uh, you know this team is developing over the last five years you know and they're stronger now this year than they ever were they have uh, good young players have a bit of experience and they're after making progress now uh, practically every year you know they got to a Leinster final a couple of years ago and now they're after winning it now they're in an All-Ireland final so it's uh, they're, they're on an upward curve no matter what way you look at it so um, you know go in and, uh, and have a real cut at it and uh, you know their game is about keeping it keeping it tight as best as best they can and if they can do that they're in with a great chance yeah, definitely, and look, a huge, huge occasion for everyone in Dixbury. You know, there's yeah. huge work being done. At like, it goes to show, you know, with the city teams, look, there's there's boys and girls, you know, and yeah. they have to cater for both. And Dixbury are doing that incredibly well, and the hard work that's going in in the underage out there is filtering through now to the senior, and there's good crop of young players coming there as well, and the experience. So, look, fingers crossed for everyone in the club now and uh, all roads lead to Crow Park on the 17th and hopefully there'll be a huge crowd up there too cheer on the girls in Crow Park on a special occasion um, Kieran and Eamon you were both in Larchfield on Saturday afternoon uh, victory for James Stevens over Thomastown or Thomastown over James Stevens um, in Larchfield and uh, Thomastown now back to back under 21 county final appearances yeah back to back was a tough game um, to say with you and Good game, and I suppose, like I said the other day, going into Larchfield, you know, it's going to be a, a kind of a dogfight and a, a tough game. And um, 
you know, says I just thought they were very impressed with Thomas Town, in particular the way they conceded two early goals from Stephen Minogue and um, Ben Cantwell and then the way they came back. Um, they probably did get a fortuitous penalty at top before half time. Ball they didn't open the net beforehand. Could have been a square ball, could have been penalty was given and in fairness to Peter MacDonald he, he duly dispatched it and um I thought Daniel Power made a couple of great saves too for James Stevens in the first half. But to be fair on Thomas Town it took him probably fifteen, twenty minutes to kinda come into the game and get into the game and then when you look at the likes of um Alex Caster and Peter MacDonald in midfield, they just kinda ran the show and in the second half then in the first half Colin Tracy came into the game, stood up as well like so you know, they, they, they deserve their win. Um, they had to work hard for it, like. But um, geez, there's some buzz around Thomastown at the moment, like, just with the 21 winning last year, now back in the final again. I know I tipped the Boris on Saturday myself, and I still would just at the moment. But, like, for them just to be in a final again, and now, like, they're, you know, out in the intermediate Leinster final on, on uh, the weekend as well, coming, like, it's just a feast of hurling for, for them down there, you know. Yeah, and Kieran, just on Thomastown, you know, they went down two goals to no, was it two goals and a pint to no score down, you know, and maybe look with the Thomastown in the intermediate, not getting over the line a couple of years, but you know, those two victories for him underage last year at 19 and 21 level, um, you know, and getting that winning mentality into the players, you know, never said the attitude now, and you know, when you're on a, a winning streak like that, you know, it's hard to put a team down. It is, and uh, I, I thought they were standing up. Caught my eye in particular. There was no panic. There were two goals down early, you know, and, and you know, one goal is bad enough to lay in, but two is a big blow. But there was absolutely no panic early on. They just uh, kept doing what they did, and they stayed hurling well. They got back into a couple of frees. They got that penalty that Eamon was talking about as well. That put them right back in it. And in the second half, then they just stayed doing what they do the whole time. There was no such thing as changing tactics or just lumping long balls in or nothing like that they use the ball brilliantly anytime a lad gets a shot away it's in it's from a good position and then as the game developed then I thought Nisha Dempsey and Colum Tracy in particular and the forwards were able to just get into spots to pick off scores and that now scores were scarce it was a, a, a right match now it was a right good game great contest but uh, I thought in particular Peter Connellan at centre back was very very good but the man of the match was McDonald in midfield he was outstanding uh, brilliant from start to finish and he led the troops and you hearing old quiet word here and there with different players and but most of all led by example he was absolutely everywhere he was setting up scores he was catching balls back in his own half back lane he took the freeze he took the penalty scored from play I thought he was brilliant right throughout the match uh, a fine exhibition from, from him in particular but a very very good performance from Thomas Stone and like you say Kieran, when you're on a roll things just happen and, and you make them happen because the composure is there <coughs> you know if you're used to losing and that the panic sets in quickly but there's no sign of this with Thomas Town right good performance in what was a right good game yeah and look Kieran, I suppose it's another brilliant advertisement of the under 21 championship you know there's after being some brilliant games in that you know even the first day out in Kilmanet Grey Valley Callan and James Stevens and all Dixborough and Dunham was one sided but you know Thomas Town had to overcome Moonkine as well you know, like there's been brilliant games in that Ryan Championship so far. Brilliant, and even go down through the grades, Kieran, there's yeah. been some fantastic games in all the grades, you know. It's, it's a brilliant championship, it really is, and people love it because it's, it's really the only thing that's on at the moment, and it's uh, it's something to look forward to right through the week, an under-21 game at the weekend, and uh, I, I certainly try to get to them as many as I can. Couldn't get to the two of them on the weekend because they were on at the same time, but uh, I was delighted to be able to get to that one at half one in Larchfield because... Um, 
it was a really good game in fairness now I have to say compliments to both teams on a great contest yeah no definitely and uh, Thomastown as we said passed back into it second county final in a row now and you know it's yeah it's, uh, it's brilliant to Mullen see Mullen did it a few years ago didn't they they won one and lost one uh, in uh, under 21 uh, with what senior team they have now if you like mm. that group of players uh, but Thomastown like if you look at last year they won everything uh, they won under 15 uh, on minor and uh, maybe under 19 under 21 and the Intermediate League. The only one they didn't win was the, was the championship, and they put that right this year. So that's the club are really going well, you know. Uh, when when you look across the two seasons now, and uh, you know, uh, just uh, was Luke Canellan playing or is he over age? <laughs> Peter, they, there's three Canellans, but uh, he maybe he's over age, um, but he was on the county. Was Rory, he, he, he was centre forward. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, he was on the Kilkenny under twenties last year. He was the captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, they're they're developing well now, as uh, as well. And uh, you know, the, look, they gave James Stevens a two goal start in their own pitch and come back and bit him. Yeah, yeah, and three or four, three or four points. You know, so like twas twas a you know it was a fair a fair performance, and that will be a big boost now for the intermediates as well. The confidence that as you say is coursing through the veins there. You know, yeah. is, is is something else. Yeah, look, and it's uh, should be a, a brilliant final whenever it's played. Um, you'd be ho- hopeful for everyone in Kilkenny that Thomastown progress, you know, on the intermediate and push it out another week, you know. So yeah, it'd be it'd be great. Um, Tough going a lot of the players, Kieran. You know, I just thought if it did end up going the extra time or that on Saturday, you know, a lot of players are just t- t- taking it whole on the oh, body, yeah, like you know, yeah. but just it's great for them mentally wise. They're they're in the you know in the zone, so to speak. But just there's so many games and so many of their players. Are kind of playing across the intermediate now and the under twenty one, but look, it's another great situation to be in then at the same time. So exactly, yeah, yeah. that's it. And yeah. uh, Kieran, good use of the Thomastown bench as well. You know, Anna Keith came in and made a positive performance again, like he did against Moonkine. It is, yeah, and everybody kind of you know when you're playing, you do a job, and that's it. And whatever your position you're in, do that job. If your sub comes on with ten minutes to go, you have a job to do as well. You know, make an impact. And all you'll ever ask from from subs is make an impact when you go on. Do something, get something done, and contribute something to the cause. And uh, they did. You're right. The, the subs were good, uh, and and they, and the Thomaston bench were clever. They made them at the right time. And uh, they might have took off one or two lads who seemed to be playing well, but they might have been just getting a little bit tired. Yeah. weren't afraid to make the subs. weren't afraid to trust the lads who were coming on, and the lads who came on did well. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, before we go to the break, Eamon, obviously we'll be talking to Andy after the break, but uh, massive results for all Auckland Gales. You know, their third Leinster club title at, on a Saturday in Crow Park, and, you know, just that resilience again, you know, just pulling it out for one point victory and fully fully deserving. Yeah, I definitely, Kieran, you know, and look, Paddy Egan got most of the plaudits on Saturday, and he'll probably continue to get them, I mean, five points from play. You know, you could look at it and say, well, Nafina, from the first 20 seconds, they kind of gave him the freedom of the park to have the shots and they didn't change their tactics after that for the rest of the game but I just thought when the you know when the game was really in the melting pot they came through it again and you know they had it was similar to like say the ch- playing Shamrocks in the county final the way they, they won the game and, and to come out with a one point victory was great and especially I suppose after conceding a goal you know and we've spoken about it every week that they were clean sheets and to come back then and, and not to score a goal but yet still win the game like you know they don't score that many goals and I know they were saying on the telly that they, were, they don't play you know, they're saying the St. Lachlan's kind of played out, you know, they should be pushing in towards the towards the goal, but when you have lads like David Fogarty and Paddy Deegan and all being able to shoot from distance and, 
you know I, I just think they work to a system now all Auckland's even you can see the substitutes they're bringing on the, you know everything is kind of I, I'd say a lot of it is pre-planned and then, and then kind of go with what kind of comes up in front of you like you know that kind of way yeah and like you said Eamon you have seven points from your half back lane two from midfield so that's nine points you know yeah. before you go into your forward mm. lane it's it's some shooting you know, so um, Kieran, did you get to see the game? I did, yeah, yeah. I did, yeah. And well done to Lachlan's and a great win, a big achievement to win the Leinster Championship. Um, and it's like you say, like those scores from the half back lane are not an accident, they're happening all year long, yeah. Um, and, and they play in a certain way where they use the position, <coughs> and it's kind of you go forward and then kind of swing back out, and the lad supporting the run then can get the point because the man that's marking him has been sucked into the tackle uh, and Paddy Deegan is brilliant as it David Fogarty times his runs up along the wing and not afraid to get forward either and the two boys in midfield were very industrious I thought on, on Saturday night you'd, you'd, you'd just love to see a little bit more scoring threat from the forwards you know they, you take it there there was seven points from the half back line you said I think and two, two from, from midfield, midfield. And then three from the one from the sub and yeah. one from you know it's it's kind of you just need a little bit more if they could find a way of scoring a couple of goals which I think they can they threatened a couple of goals the other night but just didn't get them mm. I think if Owen Wall was maybe coming in from the other side onto his strong side he might have the chance of burying one he was just being hunted into corners I thought the other night but uh, I think if they they'll probably need to try and find a way to get two goals I think if they're you know, not by any means dismissing the semi-final but if they're going to have a slap at Ballygunner they're going to have to work out something like that and uh, if they could do that then they'd give them a right game Yeah that's a uh very interesting point you're on because if you go back to the Ben's Bridge game Owen Moore got two goals and he came in onto his right side do you know he started if you go back to the goal in the first half the first puck of the game against the bridge he cut in onto his right do you know rather than coming around and trying to get in on his left and then the second goal he from the, the opposite corner again came in and buried on so you know, it might be something more train, you know. Yeah, I just thought the other night when he was coming in from, say, the number 13 position, he was just getting hunted into the corner, just, uh, and, and his strength is off his right-hand side, so if he could, he does that kind of a sidestep off his left, if he could just drop the left back onto his right, he'd burn anyone with the pace he has, oh, and, pace, you know, a yeah. couple of goal chances, it could be the difference, it really could. Mm. Pat, just on Nafina, like, I was very impressed with him, you know, short, Donald Burke, you know, mm. but they're still, they're very, you know, fit, strong team. But just that lack of discipline too, you know, um, like you can't be giving nine frees to the likes of a Mark Bergen there in a Leinster final. Yeah. Like it's something that's creeping into Dublin, Dublin GA at the moment. Like even you go back to when we played them in the park, the amount of frees TJ hit over as well, you know, it's, it's something that's creeping into the game up there, I think. You see, part of the problem Dublin have is that the the game, uh, the club game up there, is not near as uh, physical as you get down in Kilkenny, and you know the, and then when the it's it's uh, the the when the, the the bar is raised, they're probably their tackling isn't as good as it should be in that. Mm. But I thought they used the pitch awful well, and I thought they bust the middle third for a lot lots of the time in the second half thought they won the ball in the air they thought they were, you know they got a few good points from the middle of the field came in and scored the goal that was on a turnover the, the, they robbed uh, an, an old Lachlan's player coming out and, and that so I thought you know I, I, I thought they were I thought they were good and uh thing about it was O'Loughlin's squeezed the life out of him in the last seven or eight minutes and didn't allow him score really and uh, you know and if you were taking a pen picture of O'Loughlin's they mightn't be scored in goals 20, they're a 20 point team they don't, they've been in three or four games now and they look like they were going to be beaten but they won them 
they're, you know, there's a, yeah. there's a personality about them and uh, they work. And the other thing, of course, from start to finish, they work fierce hard. Oh, yeah. All Everyone over the field, yeah. And shift. while you're, you might talk about some of the forwards uh, that uh, may be trying to get more scores, and they're, they're, they're working, working the whole time. And uh, that, that's, that's, uh, that's, good. that's what's carried them. And, is, you know, uh, it, it, it'll, it'll, they'll give a good account to themselves whenever whoever they're playing you know. and just on that point Pat like ok a lot of the forwards they don't score huge amounts but very few of them get taken off yeah which is you mm. know there's obviously a reason for that you know yeah. and, and that is down to the work rate they win the ball they, they win the freeze which Mark will score and they tackle hard and get yeah, the ball yeah. back you know so you can mm. see why yes and just before we go to the break um well, Auckland Gales, that's 10 wins now out of 12 in Leinster, and they were only defeated twice. We'll, If you could name the two teams, Texas in there, um, we, we have them here. Eamon, do you know the two teams? No, I don't get wrong, no, I haven't been on the spot there now. I don't yeah. think anyway. Yeah, 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 two club all Ireland, so I went on and won the two club all Ireland, the two teams, the Bitman Leinster, so. Cooley was one. Cooley was one, and we leave the other one for our, see if anyone can text in and give right, us the second right. one. But. Uh, <laughs> Um, Nicky, we have a text in for you. It was it was Borra, all right, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there we are. Don't text in. So <laughs> um, we have a text in. Nicky, belated happy birthday, Nicky, from Anne in Stonyford. Thanks, Anne in Stonyford. Mm. No, and um, the stage of my life, Anne's birthdays are nearly best forgotten. But I do appreciate the text. <laughs> he's, he's looking the worst for the wear after the celebrations. He is. <laughs> <laughs> and we also just while we're talking about all Lachlan's and birthdays, we have to uh, wish Joe Malone, our mayor Joe Malone, a happy birthday today. I think Barry texts me there to wish him one and a great supporter of the station here. And um, we had a brilliant night down in the mayor's parlour as well that night. So happy birthday to Joe. And um, we'll take our first break. Join us after where we'll be getting the opinions of Andy Comfort. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. And welcome back as always on the Monday evening. We're delighted to be joined by Andy Comfort. Good evening, Andy. Good evening, Kieran. How are we getting on? Andy, before we start talking hurling, I heard you ran out of spuds on Saturday evening <laughs> up in the shipper. We couldn't get, get Nicky and, 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 and Pat out the door there. They were so, they were so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but uh, Andy, congratulations to O'Loughlin Gales. A fantastic achievement. Your third Leinster title now and um, all roads now lead to the All-Ireland semi-final and what a brilliant occasion up in Crow Park. Ah, uh, fantastic! Yeah, uh, without a doubt, and and getting up there and seeing all the people supporting the team and people from all all into the parish, it was fantastic. And just you couldn't get a better scene like into Crow Park there, and uh, the opposition marching down the road before they came in into the stadium. And listen, it was great, and uh, everyone is on cloud nine in the parish, and. Um, the priest will even be praying for us now the next day. Yeah, and I heard <laughs> Father Dan praying for you there, I think it was two weeks ago, Andy, <laughs> at 7 o'clock. Well, yeah, we have us all going to Mass nearly three times a week now, so we have everyone on our side, God and all, be Jesus on our side. <laughs> <laughs> but um, again, Andy, you know, the, the 
O'Loughlin's in two point lead at half time you know things were going well then the sucker punch of the goal two points back the, the, back down but you know turned it around again and you know everyone put their shoulder to the wheel and grinded out that uh, result well, yes, without a doubt, uh, I suppose little bit of nervousness. I thought now in the you know in the start of the in the start of the game, and then uh, sharp puck out to Paddy, and then he looked up and seen a bit of space in front of him, decided to open the shoulders out over the bar, and it kind of seemed to settle us down a, a bit, you know. But um, going forward, then into the into the skirmishes in the first half, like they weren't uh, a bad team. Though you have to face reality here, and I'm sure you'd agree they weren't no bad team. And uh, you know they had good players sprinkled them on, on every line and um, put up stern resistance. So we went in a half time, two points up. Happy to be two points up, I suppose. Like only for the, a grey hook from Mick Butler and then a ca- and, and then pa- I think it was Jack Nolan tracking back to kind of you know kind of rook the ball and get it out there away from the danger zone it could have easily been a goal just before half time brilliant hook and brilliant block so like they were threatening and they were a well put together team and uh, listen you, like be it Dublin or be it any any team, like you're getting to the latter stages, I'm sure you'd agree here on the, of a Leinster Championship, they're not duds, you know, and they were a very good team. So listen, to go in a half time, uh, two points up was probably good, you know, and left room for improvement. But then I, I suppose the, the game took a totally different direction. Then in the second half, when Nafina piled on the pressure, you know, and got the few early scores, and then of course. The, the goal came and really rocked the foundations in the stand and rocked the team and like a lesser team I suppose would have probably collapsed and said oh just here's Nafina coming with a wet sail and they're going to do us now and unfortunately we haven't got the willpower but they had and they had it in spades came back got this point and uh, took the bad luck off of the goal you know yeah, and that's been a you know a pattern from O'Loughlin's this year. And you know when the going gets tough, you know they really just get stuck in. Say Bennis Bridge came back at them there in the quarter final. You know, um, then also when Bally Hale came back at them as well. You know, like they were yes, the, yes. You know they really just got stuck in, and you know they, like that's a great characteristic of a team. You know, not to fantastic, panic. yeah, fantastic, yeah, and and and. You know, it's it's probably Kieran getting better with every game. They're kind of realising that now, and and another one lad steps up, another lad is stepping up, and at different stages of the game, you know, the the workload is being distributed evenly, and everyone is throwing their shoulder to the wheel. And and let's not forget the subs that had a big influence on the game when they came in. Uh, no more than any other day they've come in. They've made a big put a big impression on the game, and. Uh, so listen, it's a great trait to have, as you said yourself. It's a great trait to have, and they're going to be difficult now. They're, they're building momentum very, very strongly, and uh, they're going to be difficult to stop. But like, let's face reality here. With uh, Paddy's five points and Dave Fogarty popped over two magnificent points as well. You know, kept us humming along, and uh, that was a. Possibly one of the best club performances I see over player in in, in Dublin in Crow Park. Oh, Paddy Deegan, I'm sure you'd agree, Kieran. He was absolutely fantastic. 
Ah, it was unbelievable. And, you know, like you said, like the five pints, but then just his overall performance as well, you know, just really driving the team. Yeah, ah, six, he was up and down. Up and down, up and down. And he's like playing, he's essentially playing like centre-back, centre-field. And nearly he popped up in the first half. I think he let a shout at Mark Berg and leave it to me. And, like, you know, he was, he was they're so determined to get possession of the ball, got possession of the ball. And then it was a kind of a, a kind of a half tackle on him, which I'm sure I say myself he had goal in his head you know if he had to road the tackle but in fair play to the Nafina back he kind of wrapped his arm kind of half around his neck and put him off a stride and unfortunately his balance went and then he just played the percentage and popped it over but I'd say when the ball was coming across I'd say he had he had goal on his mind you know to collect the ball he was between the 45 and the 21, got position, and I'd say he was going to put the shoulder down, head straight for goal. But listen, that's kind of, his, his game is up and down and in between the two 45s, and he's kind of, I suppose with the open space, he's able to find kind of space on the field where he can pop up and kind of sneak a little bit forward, create the overlap, and, and maybe a ball flipped over to him over on the far side or whatever which happened in that occasion but listen it, it, like to score five points from centre back it, like you, you'd only see it in an under 14 game like he's absolutely flying it at the moment and uh, like his, his contribution all over the field and leadership is unbelievable and uh, 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 let's hope it continues now for the next day so listen the game kind of from the goal what kind of we were under ferocious pressure and everyone was saying oh they're not hurling they're not hurling but like this was in the stand I suppose people were saying they're not hurling they're not hurling but maybe they weren't just allowed to hurl Kieran you know what I mean yeah no that's what we were saying you know Nafina were a very very organised team you know they had their like their, their fitness their agility you know they they're hard to get away from you know and like they're no they're no bad club team and especially you know overcoming Nace the last day Nace were, as well were a, a good club team plenty of experience in Leinster Championship probably in Leinster gave Ballyhill their, their best game in the Leinster Championship last year as well you know so like they're, yeah, they're so there were no duds, like, no. there were no duds, they were well able to play, and they were able to find the space in the corners, they had the, the two guys on either post inside, and they were running out to the corners, getting position and taking on, taking on our lads, so, listen, they, weren't, they were super razor fit, you know, they, they ticked every box that they needed to tick, that they could tick, bar, was say, that little bit of, what was it, Kikenny Craft, they just didn't have that, but they ticked every other box, with regards to fitness, their use of the ball, their position, their solo when they should have playing the ball out from the backs, and and of course Rush brought a lot of experience at centre back as well. So listen, like uh, I suppose with Donald Burton not playing, it was it was a big drawback for them as well. But like these are the, the cards are dealt, and and they, they played very well. So I wouldn't mark down Nafina in any shape or form. They were a very well put together team, and even though people might have been saying oh they're not oh, Lachlan's are not playing they're not coming to the pitch that they should be at like they probably weren't less you know because that's how how, how, how good Nafina were and uh, the goal probably epitomised that you know they were able to get possession keep the head hand pass hand pass pop it off solo and then when the point was on he went through Curry and passed it off to the brother and into, into the back of the net so listen, a bad team doesn't do these kind of things I'm sure you'll agree yeah, no, definitely, Andy. And I suppose, look, all things now for, for the 17th, um, Cushendall, probably up in maybe an Avon venue, um, and a chance then to get back into a club all final. 
Yeah, without a doubt, this is going to be definitely another stiff challenge. Uh, any team coming down, any team that's beaten Schlock Neil, like, is, is a very good team. And like, to come from behind as well, they're probably showing that bit of character that Lachlan's have. They're never giving up and they're keeping going to the bitter end. So they turned over, you know, a kind of a deficit to come and win the game. Won it. Uh, you know with a bit to spare so like Schnock Neil are no back numbers they're a well very good organised team play very well to their strengths very unified team and um, to, for Cushendall to get a victory there they're definitely on the up and they'll be looking at listen Lachlan's Cushendall I wouldn't make it any more than a 50-50 game you know we'll have to be at the pitch if not higher than the pitch you know to beat them and and, and but the possibility of it not being in Crow Park I suppose now that the lads have got a run out in Crow Park they were probably hoping that would be on there it doesn't look like it's going to be there but listen it's going to be a stiff challenge and uh, Neil McManus uh, you know to have a sprinkling of very very good players and uh, who've been around the block so listen We'll enjoy we'll enjoy this win, and it was it was brilliant for the club. But like I'd say, we, we the team won't be accepting just the Leinster final. They'll be pushing on now to to get cushioned all and try and win that game and drive on. You know. No, definitely, and um, and we will touch base with you next Monday. Then we'll we'll be a week out from that game, probably maybe six, only correct. six days, and uh, we we look forward to getting your opinion. And Pat just wants to link in with you there before you go, Andy. Andy, yes, okay, uh, Pat. Uh, go ahead, Pat. <laughs> just going away from O'Loughlin's a little. Uh, the changing of uh, the age groups. Uh, are you in favour of a going, the minor going back to under eighteen and they play an adult? It's been decided tonight in the county board. Yeah, listen. I, I listen. I think any hurling men or any lads that have been going to underage matches, like, like it's it's not the objective of what it was about. I don't think it's achieving that. Youngsters are going in too too young at, at seventeen into minor. I think they needed the extra year. I don't think it's been a success. I'm sure you'll agree, Pat. And I think it's a, definitely a step forward. You know, to put it back to the eighteen, it was going well at that stage players were like it's amazing Pat and I'm sure you'll agree from the the development of a player from 16 and a half back in 16 maybe October 16 and getting on to you know 18 17 in that 12 months a player can develop you'd even see a player developing on the hurling field in two or three training sessions kicking on and getting better and better and better and that's the kind of age group that they are exceeding and, and, and jumping and getting better is at the 17 age, 17 to 18. So I think it's a great move and I think it's a positive step to go back. No more than keeping them five counties in in the league divisions is a positive step as well. I think it was bringing big negativity to the GEA. Talking to a few guys <coughs> from Loud there to ring me up about it and they were saying like, you know, these these are lads I, I hurled with. One particular lad I played with in England, another lad I hurled against in a loud match with London but they were saying listen it's terrible for us up here in Lowe to be thinking that we're going to be you know thrown out of the league and, and, and left to one side and treated as scapegoats or whatever and I think it's very very important that these small counties are are, are, are kept in the loop and kept hurling and kept going because like the GEA is, 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 is the whole 32 counties I'm sure you'll agree Pat and listen 
I'm going back to your question, am I in favour of it going back to 18? Most certainly, I think it's a very positive move and even though it was trialled and there's no harm to trial the thing, but I don't think it works and we want to see exciting minor All-Irelands on the same day as the senior All-Irelands as well. Yeah, no, definitely, Andy, we're, we fully agree with you. Andy, we'll talk to you next Monday night. Uh, thanks a million Please for joining yeah, us. Yeah. And, uh, no, we, has it? We'll know, we'll be just, uh, as we said, a fit. And uh, on the last note there, fair play to Dixborough. We'll congratulate Dixborough and the Camogie. Well done, and they're looking forward to, you know, they're, they're, they got their day in the sun and a brilliant performance as well. Yeah, and a, a day out in Crow Park as well, Andy. So, um, yeah. all Kilkenny teams going the right direction, thank God. So. Fantastic, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Andy, and we'll talk okay, to you next Kieran, Monday night. No problem, yeah, thanks very much. Bye-bye. 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 And that was Andy Comfort joining us. Um, let's just on that point that Pat made. Nicky, what do you think? Uh, well, it's, it's going to go back to 18, my understanding is tonight, but I think there's one thing that's absolutely clubs have got to... There's no point in saying it tonight. I mean, if a player is an 18-year-old is involved playing minor for his club, and there's a minor game fixed for Saturday evening or Sunday morning, and the senior team or junior team is just playing fixed for the afternoon you know the club has got to understand that the guy has to be given priority to his own grade once the, once clubs agree to do that then there won't be a problem Definitely, but if yeah. clubs are going to act the maggot and uh, expecting lads to play one day after the other that's going to be that won't be that's not acceptable what do you think Kevin? yeah they call what Nicky said there about the player playing the minor grade first and all that has to be that way and um, we had a meeting above last week ourselves in our own club and look what we voted unanimously for the the club's vote for the to go back to the 18 age group and I just think like what Andy said earlier and everything else it makes more sense to keep lads hurling an extra year you know because if you lose a lad at 17 and then if it's if it's going to be 19 competition hasn't really been played in the last couple of years to a point you only a couple of games and then they might be back for under 21 at club level like there's very little hurling in in 3 or 4 years like whereas you, you might have an extra chance to keep a lad for another year and then see what, how he develops yeah Kieran. Yeah, I'd be fully in agreement with everybody. I think on that, I'd be, I'd fully support the return to 18. I hope the motion goes through. I hope it carries. Um, like Eamon says, it'll keep players who are at risk of uh, dropping out. It'll keep them in the game because that's the age group, kind of 17 to 20, where most players drop out. And uh, if if for nothing else, it'll keep them. I, there's a bit of worry about maybe less fixtures and that for the underage, but I, I don't see that as being a problem because with the split season you know you can play your minor leagues while the inter-county season is on the inter-county minor is over early enough anyway so there's plenty of time there before the senior intermediate and junior starts to get those games and I fully agree with what Nicky says too about um, if there's any clash whatsoever well then the chap just simply doesn't play the adult match he's a minor and that's it yeah no definitely thank you Ron it will be in if it's like that, that'll be the end of under 19 there'll be no need for under 19 mm. so you know it'll be 18 and 21 as before Okay, uh, just before we go to our second break, just in handball news, the InterVarsity doubles tournaments took place uh, over the weekend in the new handball centre in Crow Park, and there were three pl- Kilkenny players victorious. Noel Dowlin won the Women's Open with uh, Quillen Burke from Mayo. They were representing Trinity College, and they won the Ladies' Open. Mikey Kerwin from Glenmore, and um, we know him for playing in the goal for Glenmore, but a fine handballer as well. He won the men's A doubles for DCU and that's his second all-earl now for DCU this year after winning the 6 by 30 as well and then Anya Duggan won the women's B doubles representing UL um, so congratulations to those three players brilliant day out in Crow Park and then there was a brilliant underage tournament in Clare Galway at the weekend Bertie Donoghue bet Jake O'Neill from the Kells Club in the under 14 final 15-9-15-13 and then there was victory for Laurie Hogan from O'Loughlin's he bet Eli Kenny 
in an 11-7 in the tiebreaker and also this week then comes the end of well the penultimate couple of rounds for the um, Winter League here in Kilkenny down to quarter-finals semi-finals and finals in some places has been a huge success and well done to Frank Minogue for organising those leagues it has been great to get players back playing before Christmas and getting plenty of competitive games as well before they head out and playing the Leinster Championship so the f- those fixtures have gone out so keep an eye on those and um, hopefully all those games will be played and um, in what has been a brilliant successful league so far right we'll take our last break and we'll be talking Camogie then with Aoife Lennigan TC Tars World of Gaelic Games TC Tars World of Gaelic Games and welcome back uh, Aoife busy weekend in Camogie Nicky gave us the report of the Dixborough game there but uh, a couple of underage games played and victory for John Locks in the Reine under 16 final yeah um, great to see like they had won the, the under 16 uh, league already in in the year so yeah they came out and had a good win there against Wangap in atrocious um, weather conditions very bad fog that actually went to extra time and uh, John Locks winning 2-9 <coughs> to 1-8 and then um Ern Zone winning the Junior C County final, like you look at it, Ern Zone. Um, first time they've broken away, they've been with Navon Balleregas, or sorry, Nave Breed Balleregas the last few years, but on their own this year and um, winning their, their first county title, uh, beating James Stevens 2 uh, 10 2 8. And then <coughs> the other under 16 county finals run as well, uh, under 16B, uh, Tullerone beating Glenmore 6 8 2 4, and C County final. Her beating Barrow Rangers 3 10 to 3 6, and the D final Emeralds 4 8, Bensbridge 3 5. So, uh, finishing off the under 16s for uh, and the junior C for the year, yep. Yeah, so, um, you know, like you said, John Locks, the standout team there, league and championship, you know, they're they're really an up and coming team. They are, and you, you look at it, they a lot of those under 16, and would be you look at it, um. Rachel Phelan and Ashling O'Sullivan would be the standout two girls that were actually on the junior team uh, at the Women's County Final that were uh, combined with Ben Spriggs this year and there is talks of them splitting up so yeah if you have two strong girls like that that are under 16 and carry on up to up to the junior grade so yeah so they have great players and uh, as I said Nicky gave us a report for the Dixborough game but a brilliant victory for Dixborough and now a date in the club all final against Sarsfields true uh, you think of it as like I'm all those many years ago I played with Dixie where you think like junior were we ever going to get up from junior then getting to intermediate and senior then you're, you're winning your first senior county title in 2019 unfortunately beaten by St Martins in the Leinster semi-final down in, in Wexford that year and then 21 coming back uh, getting to the Leinster final and then against Owlart didn't start great that year in the Leinster final but came out and outscored Owlart kind of that year uh, 3-4 um, so kind of rebuilding all the year, years and then this year coming back winning the county final having lost out last year's county final and then winning Leinster uh, first time ever and Saturday up in Ashburn um, started well but kind of then when they scored a goal and continued on uh, Katrina Dobbin who's only back from injury herself from uh, inter-county Antrim player final herself and Roisin McCormick the two of them are very good uh, combined together to play it against us in the 2021 um, All-Ireland Intermediate Final. So kind of, some of the guards would have known what they were like, but combined, and then Amy Boyle there in midfield as well. They were running Dixford backs a, a lot in, in, in um, the first half, but kind of the change then at half-time, they were down 1-8 to 6 points. You were thinking, what were they going to do? Um, the lads talked, uh, Lucinda Gann came on. 
what a difference. In fact, she came on for um, Kira O'Shea, who hadn't been well during the week, so hope she gets speedy recovery that she she's she's well and all to go in two weeks' time. But yeah, great performance. Uh, Lucinda Gan got the got was taken down to get the penalty. Aoife didn't kind of. I don't know if it was misses or just went for the pint kind of saying here we go for the pint because um, you go for a goal doesn't always work for you but so yeah Asha McCarty what an exceptional player I had two people standing behind me at the match and there were young players and after the match they were saying my god if I had hands like her at that age to be catching high balls coming in low balls whatever just glued to her hand and then running at speed and she's only one and there's some bloody from the north had put up pictures today of Asha in slow motion um, four or five different pictures of her slow motion getting the ball and going dead for the goal and hitting the top corner. It's actually <laughs> very good. Pictures taken, yeah, but looking forward now in two weeks and does everybody saw there that they're that they're there, they've gone and they've worked all together and like this where I have played Sarsfields earlier on in the season I heard today and actually borough won by seven, eight pints. Yeah, so so we'll I don't know. I have them already so they're Looking forward to it. Yeah, we look forward to it, Aoife. It'll be a brilliant occasion. And uh, thanks. That's where we leave for tonight. Thanks to Aoife, Kiran, <coughs> Eamon, Pat.